Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at infofellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we wanna encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video, online at fellowshipgj.com, or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through our Church Center app. This will help us to continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's message. Excited that you're here this morning. We are gonna go all out for Jesus, and I am excited because when two or three are gathered in his name, there he is. And where his presence is, there his joy is, there his hope is, there his presence is, and there's where his love is, and perfect love casts out all fear. So are you ready to praise him? Are you ready to get into his presence? Come on, let's praise!
If you are excited to be in the house of God, let's give our God a shout of praise today. Praise you, God. Guys, we're here today because we need more of his presence, right? We don't need to just sit here and listen to some bald guy talk or listen to our favorite songs. That's not why we're here today. We're here because we need his presence. I can tell you I need his presence in my life. I need his peace in my life and his comfort. We need it in our families. We need it in our church. And then let me just get to the point here and talk about the elephant in the room with what's taking place in our nation over the last week, I think we could all agree that we need more of his presence in our country. And it'd be really easy to just, you know, get frustrated and point the finger and blame why things happen the way that they do and and whose fault it is and whatever. Because God has something to say. It's not like this is the first time a nation has ever gone through being, having divisive um, uh, groups in it. It's not like there's ever, uh, never been a nation that's had problems and struggles before. And we read uh, in Scripture what God has to say to his people when it comes to unrest, when it comes to there being difficulties in a nation. And found in the book of Second Chronicles chapter 7, this is what God says to us. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. It's so good to know that we have a God who cares so much in order to be able to tell us, listen, if you just call on me, if you just bring it to me, I I, I can fix this. But understand, there's some steps that are involved in this. Because if we recognize this as if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, we've got to humble ourselves as the children of God if we want to see change. What does that mean? That means your opinion should not matter as much as what God wants to do in our country and what God wants to do in our lives. And so many of us, we haven't been humble. We've been on the soapbox of, uh, of anger. I'm on this side or I'm on that side. I've got a problem with this issue, problem with that. He said, no, humble yourself and understand that your opinion is not the opinion that sits on the throne, but we are his created beings and he still sits on the throne. He is still the one that's in control. And we would take a stance of recognizing he's in control, then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it to him. So instead of taking my complaints to other people, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna take them to God. And I'm gonna say, God, would you help our country? God, would you help our economy? God, would you help our government right now? Would you help our leaders? And, and, and if we do that, then, then we're saying, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna turn from my wicked ways. I'm gonna turn from just being someone who's running my mouth and who's having issues. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna bring this to God and I'm gonna see the, the deliverance of God take place in my life. I'm gonna see his work take place in my life. So instead of just talking about this anymore with one another, let's bring this to our Heavenly Father. And as the body of Christ, let's come together in agreement and ask him that that he would touch our country, that he would heal our country, and that we would have more of him in his way in our lives than what we're experiencing right now. So let's do it, Heavenly Father. 
we thank you first off that you hear us. We thank you that you love us, that you sent Jesus to make a way so we could come right into your presence. And what we do right now is we come before you and we repent. We humble ourselves before you and recognize that God, it's not my opinion, it's not my fear, it's not my worry, it's not my issues about what I'm just concerned about what could take place that matters. What I recognize is that you are still on the throne, you are still in control. So we ask you now, Heavenly Father, would you please touch our nation? As believers all over our country come together and pray, we ask God, would you heal our nation? Would you heal our government? Would you heal our leadership? Would you heal our economy? God, would you, would you heal us from sickness? Would you take a, uh, this pandemic away? God, would, you can do so much. And we just ask God, instead of us focusing, God, we're sorry, but instead of us focusing on the problem, God, we're going to focus on you because you are the solution. So we thank you, God, and we ask that we would get to experience in our country, in our families, most importantly, in our own lives personally, more of your presence today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. Let's worship them together.
God, you are so good. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, we invite you in. We invite you in. Jesus, just like it's on in heaven right now, let that be so here in this room. That truth will ring off the walls. That freedom, that freedom will be heard by the sound of shackles falling, chains falling. The healing will be celebrated, God. There is no suffering in your presence. There's no pain, there's no sorrow on earth as it is in heaven. God, we pray, let it be so in this room today our hearts and our minds for what you want us to see, what you want us to hear, God. We love you and we thank you. We invite you in. You are so good. We know that you are in control. We declare the name of Jesus over our lives, over our minds, over our hearts right now. We love you, God. We are excited to see what you're going to do. You're so good, Lord heavenly name. Amen. All right, give another shout of praise for him. He's so good. He's so good. For those of you that have joined us in person, go ahead and say hello to somebody and find your seat. For those of you online, thank you so much for tuning in with us. It's an honor to be able to see you guys. So let us know where you're watching from. Engage with us. Let us see some emojis, some things during the message. We love to see how far the reach of Fellowship Church has gone from our country to the world. It's really cool to see. We're not just statewide anymore, but the kingdom of heaven is here and is drawing near. Now, if this is your first time here at Fellowship Church, whether you're watching online with us or you're here in person, I'd love to say welcome. If, the, if you are new to Fellowship in any way and you want some more information or get in contact with the staff, go ahead and get your cell phone out and text Fellowship, the word Fellowship, to 94000. That's 94000. That'll get you in contact with the staff during the week, as well as an invite to one of our guest receptions, a whole bunch of stuff. We love to be able to give you any information. We're gonna to continue to worship God with the giving of tithes and offerings. And as I was thinking about that today, uh, something happened recently to me and my son kind of popped into my mind. I try and be a good dad as often as possible, right? And one of the harder things during the winter is to remember that my kids need jackets to go outside. It's cold out there. It's cold, especially for their little tiny bodies. And my son is two and he can't figure out how to work the zipper on his jacket yet. Right, And so when we're trying to hustle out of the house, he, it could be a battle for him to be able to get that jacket on. And I get that and I understand that. But what he'll do is he'll come up to me and say, help. And I'm like, all right, I'll help you out. And what he does is he'll turn around and stand so we're facing the same way. And then I go to, you know, like help him out with his jacket and he looks down. <laughs> and then I can't see a thing because I see the back of his head. And that's all I, so I say, look up. And then he'll look all the way up. And then I can, you know, help him with his jacket and get his jacket on. But I remember the Lord saying something to me. He's like, if you don't let him look down, he won't learn how to do it either. And I think the same can be true in our relationship with God. And thank the Lord that he wants us to learn more. He wants us to grow. And there's times that we need to see the Father's face and we need to look up at him, right? And there's times that he wants to, 
like do things with us and show us different things to strengthen our faith and strengthen our heart in him. Our finances are, are very similar in that we can trust him and he wants us to learn how to grow. Giving is a great way to do that. There's lots of different ways to give here at Fellowship Church, whether it's in the lobby with our drop boxes or online through the Church Center app, or you can even text to give. But whatever that looks like today, I'd love to pray a prayer of blessing over you. And if you or someone you know is in need of a financial breakthrough, I'd love to pray for you right now. Jesus, thank you so much, God, for who you are. Thank you, God, that you want to bless us. But Lord, giving is a way that we can love you back. And so as we give, I pray your prayer, your, your blessings go on every single gift, every single offering today. And that Jesus, that you can create financial breakthrough in the, in the lives of people listening, of people in this room right now. That God, you can stretch dollars, you can bring breakthrough in their lives, God, because we love you and we thank you. Lord, you are amazing, you are holy. We give all of this to you in your heavenly name, amen. amen. All right, there's a lot of things going on here at Fellowship Church. Here's a few of them. Good morning, Fellowship Church. We are so excited about this new year and many of the things that we are getting to offer to you. First of all, we're gonna be offering Life's Healing Choices. This is a wonderful group that meets in between services on Sunday morning. It's a group for all of us that have hurts, habits, and hangups. And it has been an incredible blessing for all of those that have taken it in the past. In fact, we have a couple of our leaders that would like to tell you a little bit more about it. Place Healing Choices is a group that comes together, both men and women, and it's about our hurts, habits, and hangups, and how we can make good choices to heal. We go back, uh, we separate into two different groups, and the women can gather and talk, and then the men go and gather and have their own group. I see women that come in and they're very, um, they've been using their own devices to keep it together. And then slowly through the course, you can find that they, They've just started healing and they've started trusting in other women and then you see them around the church and you can just see the, the joy in their faces come back. Because men have a tendency to hold everything inside and not reveal their feelings or their hurts or their habits or the hangups, you know, and we go through the curriculum and it helps reveal all these things that we hold inside of us. And when you can get these things out, then you start healing. I was amazed at how much trust there was, how everybody was able to open up and reveal and then heal. It's a choice to heal. I think that's the, the biggest thing for me is that you can make that choice to heal in a way that um, is through God. You get all the tools that you need to heal yourself. Don't be afraid to commit to bettering your life through this program. If you're interested in enjoying this awesome group, you can do so on the Church Center app or swing by the information counter today. We also have an online Bible study that's getting ready to start on January 19th with Pastor Will. He's gonna be studying Colossians, and this is a great way. If you can't come to church or come to our groups that happen here on campus, you can do so online. Once again, the best way to sign up is by using the Church Center app. Starting February 3rd, we're gonna be beginning our course, Spiritual Warfare 2.0. Now, the reason we wrote this course is for those of us that have been through Spiritual Warfare 1.0, and we feel like maybe some time has gone by and we 
we've slipped a little bit. We slipped in our walk, and maybe we feel like some of that demonic influence is trying to creep back into our life, and we might feel like, well, I might want to uh, reschedule a deliverance or go back through restoration. This is why we created this course, because it deals with all of those things. It helps you uh, reignite your walk with the Lord, as well as give you some tools to be able to handle those situations when they come up. It's such a blessing. We are so excited to be able to offer it again. It will happen on Wednesday nights, the same time as our middle school services. So make sure that you sign up on the Church Center app today. The book is $12. Uh, it's a workbook that will help you go through the course, and it will be such a blessing. I love teaching this, and I would love for you to be a part of it. Another course that I just love to teach here is Renewal and Rescue 1.0. And every February, we offer this course to anybody that is thinking about marriage, recently got married, or maybe you've been married for a long time. You know, we all have dreams of what our marriage is supposed to look like, and we kind of want to have that movie ending when it comes to our marriage. And we can't have that but we need to get the tools to be able to have it. And so years ago, Rebecca and I researched and we went through a lot of struggles ourselves. And from that, birthed this curriculum. And it is such a cool way for you and your spouse to connect and get the tools that you need to have the marriage that you've always dreamt of. We begin on Friday night, February 12th, uh, about six o'clock. And we start talking about why you should fight for your marriage in the first place, as well as the five foundations of marriage. Then we come back the next day and we talk about needs and priorities and understanding issues that may happen in the bedroom, as well as talking about submission and control and then communication. And we end about three o'clock on Saturday. We'd love for you to be a part of this. It's $99 a couple. That includes your workbook as well as your meal for that day. The best way to sign up is on the Church Center app or you can come by and see me at the information counter today. Well, guys, we've got some incredible things happen here. Make sure that you get online, you check out all the different events and activities that we have at Fellowship so you can get better connected and be a part of our church family. Well, hello and good morning, church family. I am so excited that we are continuing in this series um, called Walking with Jesus. If you missed it last week, I wanna encourage you. Uh, if you weren't here, if you missed it at home, uh, get online and watch uh, last week because we're starting this series off hitting the reset button in our lives and we're refocusing as a church, we're re refocusing as family, but we're refocusing as individuals uh, of what's the most important thing, and that is walking our lives with Jesus, walking with Jesus. And, and, and what we're talking about with that is it's, it's more important that we live our lives living like and looking like Jesus as opposed to just living like and looking like Christians. That it's more important that we learn how to walk like the son of God and we learn how to live life like the way he created and designed us to instead of just the habits and the rituals and the traditions of people who have gone before us and they may have been very well intentioned but what we're learning here in this series is what it looks like to walk with Jesus so today part two is called crawl before you walk 
crawl before you walk. In fact, would you turn to the person next to you, look them right in the eyes and tell them, you need to learn to crawl before you walk. Crawl before you walk. Now turn to the other person that you're ignoring for whatever reason. They're sitting close to you. They, I don't know. But turn, turn to them and tell them, you need to learn to crawl before you walk. You might type it into the, the chat. And I, why is this the title of the sermon? Because it's human nature that in human nature we want to skip steps. Because it's my observation, I'll just tell you a little bit of what I've observed in life. My observation in life is there are two different categories of people. Two different categories. There are people that when you open up a new piece of furniture that you need to assemble, you look for the instructions. And then there are people like me who feel like that is a huge waste of time and just a waste of resources, and it's just filler for the box. Like, so I want to know, who am I talking to? How many rule follower instruction manual readers do we have in this place? Wow. You're proud of that. How many are like, whatever, I'll figure this out myself. That's offensive that you even tell me how to try to, like, I'll, well, I, can't, I can't work a screwdriver on my own? You kidding me? Seriously. The problem, though, is in trying to skip steps, something that has happened many times in our marriage, not just once, but many times in our marriages, we'll buy furniture, and sometimes we're trying to be frugal, and we will buy cheap furniture, the stuff that you have to put together on your own. And in doing so, I have successfully built many different pieces of furniture, but my wife asks me a question every time after I build the furniture, and it frustrates me so much, she comes into the room, I'm like, look, babe, a new shelf, and she's like, what are all those other pieces? I'm like, I didn't ask you. I did not ask you, seriously. Like, just be happy about the shelf. It's human nature to wanna skip steps. Right? It's human nature to want to get together in a relationship before I get myself together. It's human nature to learn how to worship and learn the antics of worship before I learn the object of worship. That you can come to church and you can learn when to elbow your neighbor and when to say amen and, and when to clap and raise your hands without, without learning the object of worship. See, it's human nature to learn to, to want to skip steps and see, this is what's so important. Listen to me now. If you're at home, stop texting and look at the screen. Pay attention to me now because there are areas of life where there, it is not detrimental to skip steps. That the consequences of skipping steps in certain areas are not going to be detrimental to your life. That you can skip steps in building a shelf and it will still work out for you but you cannot treat your life like a shelf. That God is a strategic God, that he has a plan for you, and that he has steps for you. Do you understand our God is a strategic God? Like he doesn't play Uno, he plays spades. Like he, he's not playing checkers, he's playing chess. And he says the, the Bible says the, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord for God. God has got steps for you in your life, and you can't skip steps. It, but I, I, I want to skip steps. I want to I wanna start running through life. I want to get there. I want to get where my friends are at right now. I want to get where my parents are at right now. And we try to run ahead, but I'm here to tell you today, you got to learn to crawl before you walk. 
And following Jesus is detrimental to your life if you try to go through life skipping steps. Remember, we're in a series where, in this series, we're learning to look like and walk like a man named Jesus, the Son of God. Not just look like and walk like other Christians. Because it's really easy in, in, in life to see other people be blessed who are walking like Jesus, who are living their lives with Jesus, and we start thinking, I wanna do my life the way they're doing their life, and we start looking for other models as opposed to the model. And to, today we're continuing in this series with the fact that we are looking to the king, looking to the king of kings to see what does he have to say about the steps he has for us in life. And, and he shows us something that there is a scripture in the Bible that tells us very clearly this. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you as well. Seek first. The word seek first implies to us that, that there, Jesus is telling us that there are steps that must come first in life. That, that there are certain things that you can't get out of order. You gotta put certain things first in life. Seek first. Now, what's the context of this? The context of this is that Jesus is speaking in Matthew chapter six in this, this verse where he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Is lands right in the middle of a conversation where Jesus is speaking to people about worry. He's talking to them about worry. Because they're worried about, like, I don't understand what's going to happen to us. What about, like, what are we going to eat and how are we going to get clothes and stuff like that? And, 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 and he's saying, listen, your problem with worry is not worry. Your problem with worry is, is priorities. See, worry is in your space because your priorities are out of place. And, and he's saying your problem is that you're trying to fix the symptom. You go, I'm worried. I've got to find a way to not be worried. Maybe if I just had more food, I wouldn't be worried. If I had more money, I wouldn't be worried. If I, if I had a better job, I wouldn't be worried. And you're trying to find a way to fix the symptom, but you can't, you can't just fix the symptom. You have to fix the problem. You're saying the problem that you're dealing with is that you skipped a step, and you're trying to go through life focused on moving forward without putting the first steps in order. And he says, seek first the kingdom of God. Man, that solves things there when it comes to the issues of worrying when it comes to every other issue of life because if you're seeking first God's kingdom, what happens is you start to recognize it, it, as I'm chasing after God, as I'm walking with Jesus, as I'm following him, I start to recognize more of who he created me to be and I see, wait a minute, if God actually gave me a stomach, then he's not just gonna give me a stomach without providing food for my stomach. If he actually gave me a body, that he's gonna give me that body to keep, he's, he's actually going to give me clothes to be able to clothe it, like he's gonna take care of my needs. I, I've just gotta seek him first and he's gonna take care of everything that matters. He says, seek first, seek first. See, you can't skip steps. You gotta learn to crawl before you walk. And I'm here today to talk to Christians that have been Christians for a long time, for 
30, 40, 50, 60 years. I'm, I'm here to talk to people today who this is the first time you have ever stepped foot in a church, so this is the first time you've ever logged on and listened to a sermon in your life before. This is for every person now because we have got to understand if we want to walk with Jesus, there are steps that you can't skip, and I wanna give you five of them today before we leave. So number one, th these steps, it's essential to your walk with God. You cannot skip these steps. Number one, you can't skip the step of repentance. Repentance. We need to revisit repentance if we want to walk with Jesus. See, the word repentance has become absent in Christian culture. It has become absent in the church. It, it, it's just become like kind of a weird word that the only time you ever hear repentance is when some guy's got it written on a cardboard sign and he's got a bullhorn and he's yelling at you and, and stuff like that and cussing at you in Jesus' name. It's like, we, we get it weird and weird and wrong and, and, and twisted up, but it's a step that the Bible shows us is a step that we must go after. See, Jesus said seek first. This word seeking infers movement, seeking the king first in his original intent. So turning, as this word repentance is all about turning, okay? Turning to his way means turning from other ways. So this word is repentance, and this word repentance means a change of mind that produces a change of direction. A change of mind that produces a change of direction. See, Jesus, the Bible says in Matthew chapter four, says from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. See, re repentance is, it comes with the recognition that I'm headed in a direction that is an inferior direction. See, repentance is not just for someone who, who is away from God and needs a relationship with God. Repentance also is for the believer because he's not just talking to, uh, to unbelievers. He's talking to believers. He's talking to you and I. He's preaching in the gospel here. He's preaching to you and I that we have to repent and turn away from certain things and turn towards his way. So I need a turnaround. See, he's talking to people that have been trained to practice religion a certain way. They've been trained to do life a certain way that's inconsistent with God's intent. This is like the equivalent of Jesus coming into this room and standing on this stage and looking at us and saying, hey, listen, there's, there's some things you need to stop doing. Stop doing it that way. It's not, that's not the way I designed you to live your life. See, if you wanna walk with me, then you've got to stop some of this. So repentance isn't just something I do when I feel like I've done something wrong. Repentance is something that I do when I recognize that I'm headed in a direction that is inferior to the direction that God wants me to head. So you can be headed in a good direction in your life, but is it a God direction in your life? You, you, you could be doing things and you're at church every Sunday and things, things look a certain way for you where people would look at you and say, you look like a good Christian, but, 
but is what you're doing, is it heading you in a path that's inferior to the fact that God is asking you to walk in certain ways? Are you, are you walking towards the, the ways of law and religion and regulation and rules? Are you walking in the way of grace? It's like one of them, it's good. And sometimes, uh, uh, like, like the business book is written, sometimes the greatest enemy of great is good. Your life is good because you're doing things in certain ways that is ending up good, and, but are you missing what God has for you? It takes repentance, it takes a change of heart to recognize, wait, God doesn't want me to head in this direction even though it's a good direction, I need to change, I need to pivot, I need to pivot. And uh, It's like I talked about a couple weeks ago, you are entering a season where God needs you to be someone who repents, who pivots, who changes directions quickly because there might be opportunities coming where he doesn't have two years to try to talk you into obedience because the door or the window of opportunity might close before he gets you into a place where you will start obeying him. So what is, what is repentance? Repentance is going, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna pivot. And if you want to walk with Jesus, you're going to recognize that he's going to take you all over the place. So that, that means you've got to be quick on your feet. That when he's like, no, come this way, I, I'm going to come that way. I want you to stop this. I'm going to stop this. I want you to stop talking like that. I'm going to stop talking like that. I want you to go ahead and, and, and help this person. Like, that doesn't sound right. I, 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 I want you to help him just do it. See, God shows us he has a better way. He's saying, turn around. You can't do it that way. And see, there's a difference between confession and repentance. And, and, and we get the two confused all the time. We think an apology is the same thing as repentance, but no, it's not. Because an apology is just saying, I agree with you, God, that what I did was wrong. But like, if I were to come and steal candy from your desk every day at your office, like it's not there, but if I were to come and steal candy from your desk every day and then just, you, you caught me, I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. But then I come back the next day and steal it again. You'd be like, what is wrong with you? But repentance is when I go, I'm changing my direction. It's like I recognize what I'm doing is wrong. I'm recognizing there's a better way, so I'm gonna change my, my actions accordingly. It's a first step. If you wanna walk with Jesus, you can't skip the step, number one, of repentance. Number two, you can't skip the step of regeneration. What do I mean by that? The Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 36, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I'll remove from you your heart and of stone and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. I wonder, are you moved to follow God's decrees? Are you moved to, to live your life the way that he wants you to? Not just because it's the right thing to do, but is there something in you, some, your, at your heart level, your, your soul level, is there something in you where it's like, you, you just, your appetites have changed. You've let God regenerate you into someone like, you, you don't even like the same things you used to like anymore. You can't even sin the way you used to sin anymore. It's like, is there anyone in here who's like, I, I tried, I've tried to go out and like, I know you don't want to admit this, like you just like, 
It's like some of you with your past and what's going on. It's like, no, nah, don't look at me right now. But I'm like, you would admit you're like, I'm trying. I've, I've tried to go back to those parties. I've tried to go back to those websites. I've tried to go back to those drugs. I've tried to go back to those relationships. And it just doesn't even work for anymore. I, I don't even want it anymore. That's a regeneration. It's like what Jesus says in, in the book of John. It's like being born again. It's do you have a relationship with Jesus where you have allowed him to take out your heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh to where now you are a different person. Your appetites are changed. You care about different things. Now you're caring about the things Jesus cares about. And you can test yourself and you can ask yourself the question, do I have an appetite for the things that God has told me to do? Because he's told me to worship. Do I have an appetite for that? He's told me, do not forsake the assembling of the righteous. That's in the book of Hebrews. Do I have an appetite for being at church every Sunday? He's told me uh, to give. Do I have an appetite for that? He's told me to, to love my enemies and pray for my enemies. Do I have an appetite for that? He's told me to forgive people who have hurt me. Like, we could start to look at our lives and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, do, does my life have an appetite to go towards the ways of God or is it still the exact same way that it's always been? Because you might need to ask yourself the question then, do I have a relationship with Jesus? Am I walking with him? Because if you have a relationship with Jesus, you can't skip the step of repentance. You can't skip the step of regeneration. And then number three, you can't skip the step to reprioritize. You gotta reprioritize. See, seek first implies that I need to reorient my life around God and growth being a priority. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. See, if you walk with Jesus, he will show us how to reprioritize your life. Can, can I be just transparent with you for a minute? I mean, just I'm like I'm not going to ask you to be my counselor or anything. I'm not going to just dump out a bunch of stuff on you. But it, I, I want to be honest about one of the ways God talks to me because it's weird. People will come to me and, and they'll say like God told them something, and like I'm like I'm thinking God talks to you differently than He talks to me because like they'll say like God told me I'm going to get a new car. God told me I'm going to get a new house. God told me I'm going to marry that woman over there. I'm like. See, when God talks to me, he's checking me. When God talks to me, he's like correcting me. And, and it's like, I, I think he talks to me different than he talks to you. And I don't know why that is. But, but just to be transparent and honest, there was a little while back, I can remember a time where I, I, I was just, I don't know where, I just felt like, I, I got this feeling on the inside where God was asking me, he's like, Dan, am I first? I'm like, I don't know where that came from. And it's like, I, I knew it was God because it was like, it was random. I'm not asking myself those questions. That's like, that's where, uh, so I started praying about it. Like, what do you mean on my first, on my first? And he said, Dan, you are a really good servant. I'm like, thank you, God. And he's like, you're really good at serving yourself. I was like, ouch. Ouch. It's like, am I first? Am I first? Because, there comes a point that there's a step if you're gonna walk with Jesus where you reprioritize your life to where I'm gonna walk his way instead of my way. 
So he asked, am I first? Because if he's first, you don't fit him in. If he's first, you fit everything else in. If he's first, he's, he's your God, he's your creator, he's who you're walking life with, and that means after that, then comes your family, then comes your job, then comes your responsibilities, then comes everything else. He's saying, seek first my kingdom, am I first? It's like, are you putting me first? Are you, are you, are you going to bed the night before like you're ready to get up and spend time with me in the morning? Like, because like, if you know you're gonna get up and go to work in the morning, you got a meeting, you're gonna, you're, I need to go to sleep, I got a meeting in the morning. If I, if I know I'm gonna speak on a Sunday, I'm going to bed early on a Saturday night because I know I've got a meeting in the morning. But what about your time with God? Are you looking at your time with God like, you know what, I need to go to bed right now, I need to turn this app off right now because if I wanna start my day fresh with my God because he's first, if I'm doing that, I need to reprioritize a little bit. And he's saying, if you seek first my kingdom, all these other things will be added to you. I'll take care of all the rest of it, but you gotta put me first. Are you walking with Jesus? Are you walking with Jesus? I wonder if maybe in this pandemic, God is using this pandemic as a reset button for some of us. Now, please don't get me wrong. God is not happy about the pandemic. God did not cause the hundreds of thousands of lives that died, but you gotta believe what Romans eight says, that he works all all things together for the good of those who love him are called according to his purposes. You gotta understand that God can take the negative things that we go through and use them to to build up his children, to, to grow us in life. And the truth about this pandemic for so many of us is God reprioritized us in the pandemic. God, God has hit the reset button on your life because if you're anything like my family, then what you had going on is you were so busy, you were working nonstop until you get off uh, work just to go pick your kids up from school and then you're getting them to dance and you're getting them to soccer practice and you're getting them to, to whatever activity that you got and you're playing cab driver all day long. You got everything going on to where you are so busy, you don't have time enough. Like there was no discipleship taking place with our kids. All we're doing is just being running around like a chauffeur and it's like we get to the end of the day and it's like my priorities are so messed up God wasn't first in it and then God took uh, God allowed all of this to happen and as he did what the way he used it for good is that that now for so many of us where we had so many different things that were taking up our time now we don't got nothing taking up our time so it's like now you're spending time with God and you're praying where maybe you wouldn't have prioritized that before now you're scared about different decisions and you're talking to him about it where you haven't prioritized that before maybe now you're spending time talking to your kids about life and about about relationships instead of just running them from one place to another. God can reprioritize your life and if you wanna walk with Jesus, you can't skip that step. So number one, you can't skip the step of repentance. Number two, you can't skip regeneration. Number three, you can't skip reprioritizing. And then number four, re-education. Re-education, what do I mean by that? it, it, It means not only do I need to be willing to learn some new things, but it means am I willing to unlearn some old things? Am I willing to unlearn some old things? 
some things that have been spoken over me and told over me and, and, and you've believed over yourself, but, but it's not what God says to you. And, and, and here, here's the question. Will you let Jesus teach you some stuff that, that people that you love or unteach you some stuff that people you love have taught you? Because there are people who love you that had great intention for you and care about you, but what they taught you was culture. It wasn't Christ. What they taught you was, was Christian church, but it wasn't Christ. And they teach you things like, well, you know, we want to save Sundays for Jesus, and, and that's true, that's good, that's wonderful, and you live off that idea, but Jesus said you want to save every day and every breath and every moment and every second of your life for your heavenly Father. So we can be taught that like it's good, but it's not great. It's good, but it's not God. And maybe some of you, you brought up and we're going to save Sundays for like fishing. This is family time. We're going to get together. We're going to hang out, and we're going to, you know, we're going to do do it that way and save time for rest that way. And it's like whoa, 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 and that's great. And he loved you, and she loved you when she told you that, but. If you're gonna walk with Jesus, that's the same God of the Bible, it's the same word who said, no, forsake not the assembling together of the righteous. That you need to put him first and you need to be in the house with other believers, worshiping and encouraging one another. Do not give up a meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. So are you willing to be re-educated and, and we gotta, we gotta understand something as a church is that as a church representing Jesus Christ as his bride, we have a responsibility to teach our church and to teach our community that hear me on this, your life is not yours. Whoa, what? Everyone has told me my life is mine. My mama told me my life is mine. I could do anything I want to be. My grandma said that if I want to grow up, I can do whatever I want to do. And, and we go through life thinking that our life is our own, but no, 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 no. Your life is not yours. You have been bought and paid for and with the most expensive price there is, the blood of the Son of God paid for you and made a way for you so that you could live life so that you could live with a purpose, so that you could live in the type of life that he designed you to live. So your life is not yours. Your, your, your life has got to reprioritize to pull you off the throne and put him on it to where you are now saying, I'm a servant of God and I'm gonna walk with him and go with him wherever he wants me to go, even if it's difficult, even if it's strange. And I'm saying this because I hope and pray that you don't get to 45 or 60 or 80 years old before you realize you have wasted your entire life chasing something that God would never bless because your life has been bought and paid for, and with that freedom that he paid for, he, he gives you purpose. And you can't skip the stuff of re-education to, to look at your life and say, listen, I, I've lived life with certain ideas and certain thoughts, but I don't know if they're actually what God said. Like, my mama said it, my uncle said it, the news says it, my doctor said it, but what? Did God say you need to re-educate? So there's five steps you can't skip. 
Number one, repentance. Number two, regeneration. Number three, reprioritize. Number four, re-education. And number five, we'll close with refilling. Refilling. Walking with Jesus requires help. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it by your own strength. It requires filling and, and the refilling of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter five, verse 18, be filled with the, the Spirit. This, this word filled, this means like continuously, regularly letting God fill you up again. This is not just a one-time experience. This is, this is life where God infills you and refills you to overflowing until your cup overflows with his presence and you are going through life by his strength. Because anytime I try to go through life by my own strength, I am pushing, I'm trying, I'm making decisions. I'm not gonna do this today. I'm not gonna make that mistake today. I'm gonna walk away from this attitude and this behavior. I'm gonna do it my own way. And, and by my own strength, I can do it for a little while until I get so weak and so tired. But if we just focus on letting the Spirit of God fill us with his presence, and Jesus, would you send your Holy Spirit to be with me today and strengthen me today, and I praise you, Lord, as you do this, as you're filling up with the Spirit, then all of a sudden, when you deal with the same issues that you've been dealing with, now you have the strength and the grace of God in order to be able to step over those problems that used to knock you down and tie you up. And there are some of you that you are listening to me right now, and you have been dealing with problems relationally, You've been dealing with problems when it comes to your emotions, when it comes to depression, when it comes to your sleep at night. You've been dealing with addictions. You're dealing with all these different things. And you're going, I feel like I'm absolutely gripped by it. I'm in, I'm in chains by it. And when you seek first the kingdom of God and you put him first and God fill me with your strength, it's not your strength not by might nor by power, uh, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That's Zechariah 4, 6. But by the Holy Spirit, God will come in and, and will fill you to overflowing to her. Now you are just busting off the chains of the things that used to hold you down. And, 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 and you're shutting your mouth in the argument now when you used to just run it. And, and you're, you're deleting that app. And when that person texts you and you want to text back, you take a deep breath first. Because I'm, I'm being refilled. I'm being refilled. See, if you want to walk, you got to learn to crawl before you walk. And walking with Jesus, he will give you, he will lead you the, to the best life possible. See, it's only when you walk with Jesus that you can walk into the promises that we read about in the Bible. And that's living the very best life. But I wonder, are, are you walking with them? Are you walking with them daily? Not just on Sundays, not just an occasional here and there throw a prayer time out, but I wonder every day, are you spending time with them, talking to them, worshiping him? Are, are you putting them first when it comes to your marriage? Are you putting them first when it comes to your money? Are you putting them first when it comes to your health? Are you walking with him? Because if you want to be successful in following Jesus, you can't skip steps. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person in this room. And I pray that as in this year we, uh, we refocus and redirect our energy towards walking after you. 
in walking with you, Jesus. God, we pray that you would help us to do so. For those of us that have been in church for a long time and we maybe have had an attitude like, ah, I got it all together, I don't need any of this. No, God, we thank you that you're revealing to us that we're the ones that need the help. And God, there's many of us that need to turn to you. Many of us that need to, to reprioritize. We need to repent. We need to stop doing life the way we were doing it and start doing it your way. And we thank you, God, that you made a way for us through Jesus. So Lord, I pray that you be with us as we continue this series, as we push it on next week and, and we continue on in the weeks to come. God, I pray that you would just help us to be the type of people who look like you and act like you and love like you because we're walking with you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. If you're thankful, let's give our God a shout of praise. I'm thankful for the word of God. Thank you for joining with us online. If you have any questions about how to have a relationship with Jesus, please text the word heaven to 94000. That's the word heaven to 94000. Thank you so much for joining with us. Love you, church. We'll see you next Sunday. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, please click the first time link located in the description below the video. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week for our online services at 9 and 11 a.m.